Blog Talk Radio. Texas. It is 9.01 a.m. Central Standard Time. It's 10 a.m. in New York, and I believe it's 3 p.m. in our friends in the British world. 1,700 hours in Zambia, 11 p.m. Western Pacific, Australia, and the surrounding world. Welcome to Zambia Blog Talk Radio. It is 9th January. We're already saying 9th January, and we do thank everybody for taking the time to join us today. Uh, we have a lot of things to unpack, a lot of things. My name is Nathan Inkama. I'll be your host for the next hour. We have a lot of things to discuss, to unpack, to unbundle, to un everything. Roger, fill in the blanks. A lot of things have happened, not just in the United States, but across the world. And uh, we shall see what we shall do with uh, this show today. Good morning, my friend, up there in the prairies. How is the weather? The prairies have been quite cold, but uh, this is January when we expect it to be cold. But otherwise, Mm. Nathan, we are doing okay. Yeah, like you said, uh, we live in, I don't know if we should say troubled times, so we have a lot of work to do as uh, a radio here. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Before the year ended, we did host uh, our guest who is with us today. I asked him to come back because, remember, we had technical issues with his connection. And then we sort of just glossed over a lot of things that we needed to talk about. Right, right, right. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. decided to bring back Mr. Kasonde Mwenda, president of the Economic Freedom Fighters Party, one of the political parties in the Republic of Zambia, to come back because the party has got a very strong, just like the name suggests, Roger, economic. They've got a very strong economic policies, and I thought that we would unpack those policies and let him share certain things with us. Uh, One of the mistakes we are making uh, as people in the media fraternity or platforms is we tend to focus on the so-called big parties and big names. I said so-called because, um, yeah, we need to understand that uh, even those who seemingly seem to be small parties, they've got 
programs which would basically even transform uh, the country. So joining us from Lusaka, Zambia, I believe, is Mr. Kasonde Mwenda, like I've said. He's a certified land inspector and he's an architect by profession. Um, Kasonde, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Hello. Okay. Um, I guess maybe. All right. Uh, I think we we're still trying to connect him. Uh, good morning, uh, Pastor from is it Kansas City? How are you? Pastor Brian. Okay, is it me? Roger, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, whilst we are waiting for Mr. Mwenda, Mr. Kasonde Mwenda to be reconnected. Um, oh, this is Noah. This is Noah. I mistook him for Pastor Brian. Hi, Noah. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Good morning, listeners. Noah's in the, and the phone. Phone's the man. <laughs> No, it's FBI yeah. or I CIA. Have you, you don't know what uh, what number is going to call using and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How I is the no? How's the transition going on the? How is the transition going on your side? You 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 wear so many hats, and uh, I believe there's been a transition that has taken place someplace. Would you like to talk about that? Oh, yes, yes. I'm actually very happy. Usually in the Zambian community, uh, finding somebody to take over after your term of office has expired is usually a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very pleased that uh, we had a very successful transition. I am now waiting for my seventh packet from Zanus. I'm just enjoying my <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Two things you have mentioned in that statement which stand out. Uh, uh, smooth transition and your... your uh, <laughs> Vankama. Vankama. Uh, yes. Mr. Kasonde is online. Uh, okay, Mr. Kasonde is here. Uh, like I said, everybody, uh, we are joined again by the president of the Economic Freedom Fighters Party, Mr. Kasonde Mwenda from Lusaka, Zambia. Uh, like I said, happy New Year. Welcome back. Happy New Year, Mr. Nathan, and Happy New Year to listeners. Actually, it's uh, amazing that you gave us this chance to come back, and we are expecting a good talk today. Yes, it's very important because of when somebody looks at your, anybody who looks at your website, Facebook page, and all those things, the economic stuff that you lay out for the nation and the program your party has, uh, I think it deserves to be uh, looked at critically. Before we go into that discussion, you saw what happened in the United States at the Capitol. What went through your mind when you were watching that? You know, it was disheartening because um, the United States has kept for itself a space as a, a leader in development of democracy. And when we talk democracy, 
we talk relate. So what happened was not just an assault against the yes, but it was an assault against the people that believe in democracy. And our hearts go to the yes, we are praying and we are standing for democracy, that that which has been built over such a long time should not be soiled a few people that are detracted. So it was very unfortunate and uh, we, we condemned that kind of barbaric act. That was an assault against the people of the United States. Mm, excellent, excellent. Okay, the elephant in the house, Vakasonde, like I said to you in our exchange of some notes uh, during the week as we were preparing for this, um, using the word elephant in the house is the launch of the African Continental Free Trade Area. Anybody aspiring for political office on the continent of Africa and for the world, in the world for that matter, cannot ignore this, what happened. Give us your perception what this will do for the African economic um, platform and its dependency on China and the Western world. Before I ask a specific question concerning Zambia, what is your overall perception about this, this event, uh, this, this economic uh, event that happened? What happened now in December is phenomenal. This is something that past generations have only hoped to see. And it is a rare privilege that we are witnessing the amalgamation of African nations to achieve the Pan-African dream of having a strong, united Africa. This is one step that has been missing for a long time, and I think most people that believe in this Pan-Africanism did not expect it to even come the way it was. Out of 54 African countries, 63 signing to implement this, which is remarkable. When Africa is known to be divided, this came as a strong statement that the time has come, that Africa should unite against the East that has kept it underdeveloped. So this is something that I'm so proud and excited that is happening in our time. Mm, excellent. It's very important yeah, go ahead. It's a very important I was, I was checking the uh, prediction. The UN is saying and the World Bank are predicting that this after this free trade, community free trade area is capable of within a short time, within five, ten years, to boost our trade to more than 50% inter-Africa trade. Right now, we are trading at only 14.4% among us ourselves. So it's a situation where we are losing opportunity to maximize the advantage that is just a stone throw and going for something that is far-fetched. So if we can start trading among us ourselves, we will bring the 1.3 billion people Imagine 1.3 billion people doing business. The projection is that we're going to have a 3.4 trillion West economy. This will definitely be a moment of creation of an Africa that will be a post economy and people will be put out of poverty. We know it is not an easy road, but this is something that we know. It's long overdue. It has to be done. We can't continue the sector being divided because 
being divided that Africa has cost us more than it has helped us. There are many challenges which we cannot resolve as individual countries, but when mm-hmm. we unite, we put our resources together, we'll be able to go beyond building a rail from Cape to Cairo. We have a creativity, we have a connectivity that will make our economy have significance. We mm-hmm. are so segmented, these people have got wings, which they are never glad that we treat each other like strangers. But if we unite with what is coming in Africa, will be a place where everybody will look to and salute that this is how the 23rd century economy happened. Mm, excellent. You've thrown out a lot of figures. Nathan, yeah. before you yeah. work, so go to the next question, let me add on uh, very important what uh, Wakasonde has, has said here. Mm-hmm. Um, the growth projections they are talking about, let's say it is 15% today, and it grows to about 35% in the next uh, 10 years. Uh, the economic activity grows about 30%. That means, Nathan, uh, we, we are seeing economic growth. We are going to see a lot of economic growth in a lot of countries. What does mm-hmm. that mean? I think the people's pockets, uh, people's economic welfare will improve. Uh, what I'm seeing, Wakasonde, is that mm-hmm. in, in Africa, we want yes, to right. solve the politics. We want to solve the politics first, and then we will take care of other things, without mm-hmm. knowing that it is the economic uh, deficiency which has caused us to be in this political um a scenario in, in the first place. So, for instance, in our country, every political party when they come in power, they corrupt people with bread, with a bag of minimi. What does that tell you? It is the economics which is a problem. If we can mm-hmm. fix the economics, we can fix the economics, everything else will fall in place. So I'm just as optimistic uh, yes. uh, yes. as you yes. are. I intend to take on this issue as well uh, with, the, with the radio. For the next, I don't know. But thank you for your comments. Awesome. Thank you so much. No, we are on the same page. This is something that we should be proud that we are seeing happen mm-hmm. in our time. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very true. Like, uh, uh, thank you, Roger, for that. Like, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, you've, you've, thro- you've brought out a lot of information and statistics. It's amazing. We've only tra- we only trade at 14.4%. Uh, in a population of 1.3 billion people, yes. and uh, the individual countries. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like my colleague has said, you yourself have said that it will take a lot of people out of poverty. And everybody knows that when, when somebody is empowered economically, you cannot hoodwink would, would them politically. You see, that is what makes the politics, for example, in spite of the mess we saw at the Capitol uh, a few days ago, that's what makes the politics in America unique because the people and the citizens are empowered economically. My yes. next question to you, Bakasonde, before we go to Zambia specifically, the Zambian economy, of course this is also part of it. Why is Zambia dragging its feet? I don't know whether they have signed on to the package and... Are we able? Is it because we are not able to compete, participate competitively? What do you think the issue is? Um, I may not know exactly what the issue is, but I know uh, something 
for sure is that uh, it is up to the people. We people are not hopeless. Some of us, like opposition political parties, we are in the opposition. We have a duty to persuade people, and we have the power to make mm. the government commit. If it's dragging our feet, chances are somehow, somehow, maybe even us are not doing enough. Maybe they are preoccupied with the forthcoming election. But <laughs> at least we are sure of one thing there has been an indication. Among the 53 out of 54 countries, Zambia is part of the countries that have agreed to sign. We are okay. not signed yet. They are only, those which have signed, uh, I checked, they are, they are seven. Yeah, hmm. about there. But we are all agreeing. Let me just correct or, that, uh, 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 The first agreement just we signed right. out of 50, 55, let's say 55, only Eritrea has not uh, agreed to sign. Mm -hmm. Out mm -hmm. of the 54 who signed, only yes, 32 yes, have agreed. ratified. Zambia yes, has yes. not ratified. Yes. Yes, 34. Yes. Mm -hmm. 34. 34, yes, 34. That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, do, are we yeah. able to compete? Yeah. Do, why, why are we dragging our feet? What's the issue here? I don't know if you are able to answer <laughs> that question. If it's not, <laughs> what is the issue? Is it that we, are, we can't, we can't uh, participate competitively? It's, it's, um, at this moment, when the country has committed, all that, at this stage, what we need is just political will. What we need is political will, and there can only be political will when people buy in in this agenda. It mm. cannot happen today. This should have been sensitized. If people really had a plan, it was delayed because of COVID. It should have been signed as early as July last year. It was December. Everybody should have known about mm -hmm. it. It should have been on our list because this is a mammoth achievement for us, and we should have been preparing for it. Because if we don't prepare for it, we will lose out. We will be the dumping yes. when our friends would have prepared for yes. this opportunity. It's a second where yes. people are expecting a good, um, a good rain, and they are preparing their fuel, and then you are behaving like you don't know the rain is about to come. When the rain comes, you are too late. Exactly. You will be buying from exactly. those prepared. So this calls for preparation, and sometimes. Uh, uh, we have, unfortunately, in Africa, we have the challenge of having leadership that is mediocre. And um, it's a pity. This is a harsh reality where people aspire for these offices without purpose but take it as a normal job where they get a pay. They don't know that being in politics is a responsibility beyond self. You are planning for a nation. Everything mm. that is happening in the nation depends on the decisions that you make. So we have yes, had little there with no foresight. And I pray wow. this, is, this has to end. At least it has to end somewhere. And this is why we are here. So at least we end this and start something where we have leadership of foresight. That we see an opportunity and prepare for it. Not when you're having an opportunity opening like this, you are preoccupied by trivialities. We can't go anywhere. So it is sometimes that lack of priority. People are seeing an opportunity here, but they are busy concentrating on Jews uh, outside, for instance, with China. Not that mm -hmm. bad, but they are concentrating on those opportunities that are easy, but don't benefit the country sufficiently. 
we are asking mm. for getting loans instead of uh. loans that are not even, we don't even have a plan on how you repay back. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you because in my opinion, there should be two things. The excuse of COVID doesn't arise inside. The things are being done virtually now. We've shifted the way of doing business. Uh, secondly, apart from COVID, the second thing that any African country should be talking about is this, the African continental uh, free trade uh, area. Nathan, mm. there are two things here. There are two things with Zambia, and we hope, Makasonde, you can help us amplify uh, this uh, uh, back home. Uh, n- number one, entering, and, uh, you know, entering a market like this, ratifying, you may need to put up some money. Uh, knowing that our government is broke, maybe this is what is holding them. But Makasonde will help us uh, push this issue. Why is Zambia not participating? Number two, those who are starting now, they will, they will, they will know the, the ropes, they will go into the hoops and uh, the difficulties. They will make it very, very expensive for others to join later. So let our government know, Bakasonde, uh, this can, will be a very, very costly delay if they are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two things I'll add to, to, to add on that. Yeah. That's that's very true. Like I'm saying, there should be two things that every African country should be talking about now. It's COVID, of course, and this issue of the African continental free trade area. Okay, let's zero in specifically into the Zambian economy. And a lot of things that I've read about where your, your party stands is, to me, is quite impressive. Uh, number one, making agriculture our business. I'm reading something from your page here. And uh, th- th- there is something, Roger, that uh, the Economic Freedom Fighters <laughs> Party, he-, he points out something, some of the things that we always talk about on this show, Dr. Patrick. And I read, I quote, Zambia is only second to Democratic Republic of Congo in terms of countries with well-watered distribution in Africa. Only second to the Congo. Bakasonde, talk about your policy on let, uh, let, 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 let you say you, this is what making agriculture our business in light of this quotation that I've made. Why is our agriculture system in the condition and state in which it is in? I read somewhere statistics uh, Roger it is 60, most of the people employed in employment in Zambia, 60% are in the agricultural sector, and they are small-scale and peasant farmers. Why haven't we given this the attention it deserves? Is that your question, Nathan? Yes. Oh, he has dropped, maybe. Okay, maybe he has dropped. For some reason, he's lying today. Yeah, I'll try to connect him. He dropped. Okay. I don't know why his, uh, his line is not working so well. Last time it was so good, perfect and clear. And uh, Dr. Pratt, good morning. Happy New Year. Or should I say Mwashibuken? <laughs> Yeah, you might understand that one bit. Yeah, 
I didn't get break, break, break a limit. Break a limit. Yeah, I'm quite. <laughs> <laughs> Roger was right. How are you? Doing yes. fine. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Happy uh, New Year to my brothers and sisters. And Duma Nkisha. Duma Nkisha. I, I, I believe you're going to be with us on the second segment. I have a lot of questions for Dr. Patrick Roger, depending on what's going on around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. Yeah, what? He's ready. <laughs> yeah, as always. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll be ready. Mr. Kasonde? Okay, he has dropped. Yeah. We, we we have a lot of things to unpack on what what happened the, during the week and as, as we wait for our guests to be reconnected here, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. But I'll tell you something, Roger. Something I observed was it yesterday's press conference. That is not. Uh-huh. Did you hear? That's not Sleepy Joe talking. That is not Sleepy Joe talking. If you listen to yesterday's press yeah. conference. <laughs> no, I uh, agree. I agree. It's in that swimming uh, uh, authority, you can tell the man is the, uh, while the other one is, you, you can easily see the other one is, can see the grip of control getting away from him. You can mm-hmm. see Sleepy Joe is really getting at uh, that baton. He's really getting it. Yeah, yeah. He is, actually. Mm-hmm. He is. <laughs> and I, I like the point I liked most in that press conference, Dr. Patrick, he said the that's one thing that Donald and I have agreed on is that he shouldn't have yes. been an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the sincerity, uh, uh, sincerity about, uh, about, about, about that. Nathan, I'm very, very happy uh, how uh, you started the discussion with you on the, on the Africa mm-hmm. continental free uh, trade. This is very, very, very critical. Uh, in the last show last week, I think you you were worried about uh, the Comesa and uh, <laughs> and all these others. Those nothing I was I went to read through uh, the, mm. the those are called preferential uh, treaties. treaties, preferential yeah. treaties and uh, the trade agreement. They are totally two different things. Yeah, the enforcement. Yeah on the preferential trade is almost like it is an option. You can do it or you cannot do it. When you enter a treaty like this one, this is why mm-hmm. you see uh, your, 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 sorry to say, your lazy president right, right. Uh, doesn't right, want right, to yeah, sign uh, on it that quickly. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, I don't know. Rakasonde, your line, no? last time we did very well. I don't know what's up. Did you hear the question I asked? Yes, I'm back now. Yes, I'm saying, did you hear the question that I asked you before you dropped? The earlier question, or you have asked another one? No, the one about agriculture. About? Okay, let me just rephrase it. Let me re-ask yeah. it again. I said, on, I'm looking at your page right now and uh, or specifically on agriculture and there's a statement there it says making agriculture our business okay let me read something that you've written there zambia i quote 
Zambia is only second to the Democratic Republic of Congo in terms of countries with well-watered distribution in Africa, okay? Making agriculture our business. Another statistic I looked at is that agriculture accounts for 60% of employment in Zambia, and most of it is in the small-scale or small-scale farmers, a peasant if you want to put it that way. Why haven't we given this the attention it deserves? And why, are we, why have we not done what we're supposed to do? For example, I have always said this, I don't understand why we should be importing fish from China when we've got all those rivers and lakes in the country. So how are you going to make agriculture as the main business stay of the nation? Thank you so much, Jonathan. You know, as we were saying before we, we just left off, you had actually asked um, on what really happened. It's, it's unfortunate that we can't get about the bush. I wish we can, but the truth is right now set. Our governance system, the kind of leaders we've been having, unfortunately, have been a serious letdown. We are having this free trade area coming where we need to have synergies connections between Zambia and the neighboring countries. We need to have strong connections. Goods are supposed to be moving quickly. And this will require governments to prepare for that, for instance. We, as Zambia, have been a problem in the region. Instead of being a solution, we've been a problem. We have the best position. We are supposed to be the epicenter for the region. We are surrounded by this country, so our incompetence and our inefficiencies have been affected. For instance, Zara Congo has a lot of business with South Africa. Mm-hmm. And South Africa has to pass a good through Zambia to get to DRC. But we have some of the most poor infrastructure. So the goods will be moving from South Africa to reach Zambia. They will struggle to get through to Zambia because some of the roads, like the Great North Road, are impossible now. Not long ago, we were building with our neighbor here, Kazugura border. Yes. A bridge. Zambia has been notorious. We have been the ones making the project not to go through. We hear every time that our government has deported that all is borrowing. We borrow money, then we channel it. They connect it, they use it indiscriminately, misapplications. People steal this money. They enrich themselves because they lack of discipline. So even this uh, trade agreement, which should now position Zambia in the exchange, imagine where we are. It means even South Africa will no longer need to be moving the goods from South Africa to Zambia. They can set up their factories in Zambia so that it's near mm-hmm. Congo. Because where we are, we are near Angola, Mozambique. So our position, we need to have a strategic position because we are about to benefit from this opportunity of the future area more than anybody can. Yeah. But this will require us to be disciplined and to stop the corruption, to stop people leading us without foresight and purpose. People who can empathize and take this job of politics seriously. There's too much drama. There's people not being responsible. People like just last week. Yeah, last week, you know, this week, uh, the entire Minister of Health, under, under his watch, Defective drugs, which didn't even pass through the normal system to be verified. We are distributed to Zambians and have been feeding on dangerous drugs which are not certified. Mm. Defective clothing like gloves, 
condoms were distributed. And what has happened? The president only responds that no one will force me to discipline my minister. No one will force me to fire. It is preposterous. So we have a lot of industry. People don't value the system, especially in campus government. It has been lax in doing. It's a first hand culprit. So when people are expecting to run to our government structures and report wrongdoing, Has it dropped again? Yeah, tough day. Uh, yeah. If, if we continue, Nathan, on, uh, on your line of thought, uh, agriculture, why are we not uh, taking care of the, the farmers? Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure, but w one of the studies I think people are, are doing, especially in Africa, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was uh, commenting on on some post I made with uh, Munemusunga. Uh, our, our our value chain, Nathan, in, uh, in 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 Zambia, in in Africa, is uh, so messed up. What do I mean? Every year we have a problem. If the uh, uh, has it come? No, no. Okay. Every year we have a problem. If the farmers, uh, so for instance, agriculture to, to begin with in, 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 mm. in Zambia, Nathan. agriculture means mess. That, that is where the, 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 the problem uh, is. We uh, import fertilizer from, from somewhere else. We don't have people who have to buy our means other than government to give our farmers a profit. So we have forced the farmers stay on this uh, one crop, which is, at the end of the day just gives us Nishima. It does not bring economic welfare to the, to, 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 to the farmers. The question is, how do we, and this is where every time you are thinking about it, Nathan, you are thinking about Dr. Patrick. I've been thinking about this. You are thinking about Dr. Patrick. What has he been saying on the, for 12 years on this radio? Business plan, business plan, business plan. The value chain has own farmers. Who is there in the value chain to supply the money to the farmers? The well-financed banking system to help with tractors. We've talked about it, Nathan, on, on our radio. Our farmers are only uh, using Incas holes. How much area can you do with non -cas? We've said on this radio. You can't go far. Yeah, it's but true. If, if our value chain system, Nathan, those who are going to give money to the farmers, um, they can borrow, the farmers can, can pay back, this is a good mine we are sitting on. Like the way you have said it, Zambia controls nothing. 40% of Southern Africa water body. 40%. Yeah. We don't need rain. We don't need water. We have the rivers which can do that. It's, you see, it's, it's very disheartening to say the least here, Noah, uh, and Dr. Patrick, everybody listening, because... He, he is, you see, for, 
for for me the way the way I'm looking at things is here's a government which is busy building flyover bridges in Lusaka, okay? And everybody's exactly yeah, everybody's bragging about that as being development and all those things and uh, uh, those kind of stuff. Is our guest back? Yes, yes. he's back. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Vagason. I don't know what's happening to your connection or today. Like, yeah, like I was saying that before you continue, I was saying that, you see, I do not understand and I would like you to continue and incorporate this point in your discussion, Vakasonde. I do you see the government has built so many flyover bridges in Lusaka and people are bragging about that being development. But I can assure you without even you telling us or telling me that nothing has been done about the feeder roads in southern province, western province, eastern province, Mukushi, those agricultural huge intense agricultural areas is my point accurate it's very accurate you know it's actually very unfortunate just a few days ago actually uh, people refused to turn up to see the president in uh because um i don't know when yep. zambia became lusaka lusaka which is with zambia also lusaka also which is in a mess you know people are building things to make cosmetic appeal. I don't know who they are trying to mislead. When just a stone throw from town, people live mm-hmm. in, I don't know, something that's good for, for pigs, unfortunately. That's how our people are living. These compounds are flooded, and it's people that live there. It's not like it's animals. It's the same people that we claim to be bringing development for. So are you going to put development at some point in town and neglect the real development in the lives of the people? Just you know, just last week, the government decided to zero rate the importation of refined petroleum products. They are now importing petrol and diesel tax-free. Okay. And that has not translated into reduction of farm price. They are still paying what we used to pay. Hmm. What they are forgetting is, I know most of them, they are looking at their personal interests because they have opened thousands of filling stations. Actually, we're wondering, why are people opening filling stations? Now we understand why they have been opening filling stations. Almost every minister has got a filling station. You, here, you move, you move less than 500 meters, you find a filling station in town. Here. Every corner has got a filling station. Now they have zero rated. Unfortunately, by zero rating tax, they are now making indeni, which has been limping, to be completely out of business. They have not been supplying crude oil, despite us having the Tazama pipeline. That was built as a strategy way before independence. Mm-hmm. They have been supplying even Kenya. We used to supply gas, petroleum gas, to Kenya, to our neighboring countries. This time, there is actually a shortage right now, as I'm talking, of petroleum gas for using in stocks and everything. Because indeni is out of stock. And they have technically kicked us out of business because now it's cheap to import fuel, which it was also making. So we have a tendency of people looking at their personal interests. I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate. Even national decisions now are being made in the interest of some people. That's so right. It is that level of pettiness, level of pettiness, level of foresight, level of how we miss those people 
when we had leaders that were able to sacrifice for the country. Otherwise, if we had this crop of leaders, we would still be in colonialism. Mm. People who chose to leave behind their personal emoluments. People go into politics in Zambia, and after two years, they are the richest house. They are the richest man in the land. A president here is extremely rich, a minister. Just this Christmas, um, uh, this New Year, people were, the road was full of people going to get minimum from the Lusaka province minister, Zuhom. <laughs> How can a minister who does not even do any serious business now be distributing minimum to thousands of people from his own home? And wow. No one takes interest in the system to see an anomaly worth investigating. Where is he getting the money? Because it has been institutionalized that when you're in government, you have to eat, you have to steal. Because how else can you get money in government if it does not reflect on your personal? Pay- how else are people getting money? They get kickbacks, they get all the contracts. It's become even normal for cadres to be the one doing drainages, doing roads. It's being done by cadres. I'm a technocrat. I've applied a thousand times. I've not been given a single contract. I'm not bitter. But trust me, the kind of contracts that have come to me are those which are tainted. Somebody bring a contract in the middle of the night because it's a political card. I said, please, I can't be part of this nonsense. So we have had lack of discipline, which has entrenched even very respectable high offices. And it has to stop if this country is to develop. So we are having a lot of good opportunities coming our way. We can develop our agriculture, provided there's seriousness. You remember just about two years ago where we had the minister being in the forefront of plundering the social cash transfer money help meant to help the less privileged, it was all mischanneled. Yeah. Mm. COVID comes, people miss and no one has been jailed for mismanaging the COVID year. All that money in excess of is it six billion that had come, a good chunk of it was mismanaged. No one is even being taken to court. No one is being made answerable because the people are supposed to be doing that. And the people are stealing. The people are supposed to be guardians of our property as a country. And the people are stealing. Mm. So it becomes very difficult if the guard is the one stealing from your house. Yeah, How safe are you then? <laughs> Let, me allow, uh, one of our, Let me allow one of our colleagues who wanted to ask you something the last time you were here, but he didn't get a chance. Uh, Alan in Florida, uh, please go ahead. Good morning. Hello, Alan. Okay, he is probably busy with something. Uh, let me ask you a follow-up question here. I, I I don't want us to go all over the place because I. Like I said to you, I just want, when I looked at the information and statistics on agriculture, no, I was saying... Hello, Vanessa, I'm sorry. I, I had muted myself, so... Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, ask your question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my, my question is this. Um, you see, with every successive political party or administration, we, it's almost like it's the same song, same complaints that we are singing. Can't we have a strategy where... Even in the opposition, we don't have to wait until we are in office to bring accountability. There's got to be a way in which we can hold these people accountable, even whether we are in office or not. Because, you see, the system in Zambia is the the people who are supposed to prosecute and investigate, they are appointed by the head of state. How do you then begin to investigate the person that has given you the job? 
shouldn't we be advocating for checks and balances that whether I am in, in uh, opposition or in office, there are real checks and balances that will hold people accountable because you can't depend on, the, on having somebody with a good will in office. The next person will come in with good intentions, they'll start doing the same thing. We can't depend on the goodness of a person. We need to have systems in place that will check whoever, regardless of who it is, they'll be able to, to be checked. Yes. Mr. Mwenda, you no, want I, to respond I, to I that? I agree with you. Hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I do agree with Mr. Allen. I do agree. Actually, this is what we are advocating for, because uh, we can't leave the fate of the country at the goodwill of the people. This should be domesticated in our law. Unfortunately, we actually do have this system. And Zambia actually, in a number of areas, of course, we are lucky, but we have a lot of good laws which are not just implemented, which are not just followed through. We have got forth, back and forth systems of how even the legislature is supposed to be checked, how the executive is supposed to be checked. But mm. if there is corruption in a system, it, it compromises the very people who are supposed to be who are supposed to be putting checks and balances. You are right, as I can't take the blame away from even us, the opposition. We have a duty. We are trying. The political space is tiny. Trust me, what I'm speaking to you right now, I don't know how many radio stations can allow me to speak like this, because most of them are already bought off. They only allow you to talk if you sing praises, or else they completely black you out. There are stations that don't even cover me, because they want to be in good standing with the power. I know it's almost it's everywhere, even in the U.S. you have the Fox and the likes and the CNN and all those battles, but the level at which those things are done here makes it even very hard for us, the opposition, to flourish. But we have not given up. We know that this is something that, if it means our lives should depend on, so shall it be. Mm. It, it's true so that we are working that, towards that, Mr. Alan. Yeah, you see, Alan, the point that Kaswande uh, has made is, and a lot of people are not aware of this, that the people like himself and other political leaders can, are not being covered by media in Zander because you know what happens. Immediately they hear Kaswande is that radio station, HH Kambuiri, Nevers, the cadres will go there and disrupt everything else. Okay, if any, does anybody else have a question? Because I want to ask him something. I want us to switch the discussion here to the diaspora specifically. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and, and see, we have somebody calling from Zambia. Good evening. Good afternoon. Okay. So, Lakasonde, the at how do you see the diaspora engaging in the development, political, just the process, development process of the country? Did but I'll bring you back again. Okay. I'll bring you back again. Okay. 
Ah, we have somebody calling from Zambia. Good afternoon. Hello, 966-450-211. Glad Chief Chief listening in. <laughs> uh, they have even dropped. They are, they are not responding to, to, to yeah, anything. Come, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see... Uh, you see, Alan, no. What we need to realize is that this, the, this is something that all of us should be paying attention to, okay? These guys are not, you know this, there's no freedom of whatever word you want to use there. Every time they hear these guys on the, the only radio stations or TV stations for that matter who can give these guys a platform or a voice are those who are you have to be strong economically in such a way that when they pounce on you you are still able to survive because if they come down strong on you it it can be it it it, it can be disastrous okay yeah let him but, continue but let us to continue oh, hmm. hello mr kasonde continue please Yeah, it's it's one of those. Let's go ahead, Alan. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is this. Okay, we know what the cancer is. But mm. what if the opposition, we can say, okay, all our efforts are going to be concentrated in this one area, that there will be true freedom of assembly, true freedom of this. We are going to pressure the international community, our local NGOs. Forget about winning the, the, the next election. We don't care if we don't win the next elections. All our resources, all our efforts are going to go towards fixing what the root of the problem is. Because there's no point in complaining about the same thing, which has been complained for since UNIP. Every successive government, they take on the same position. So we've got to be start, at some point we've got to start thinking in terms of how do we fix it, whether I get into office or not. And then secondly, I wanted to mention about agriculture when you talked about it, Zanetan. Um, mm-hmm. I think what needs to happen in Zambia is that, especially for developing countries like Zambia, you cannot divorce government from business at such an early age. To build up the agricultural infrastructure, that's where the government needs to get involved. Government has the money. They can find the money to set up real big companies, whether it's corporations, in partnership with the private sector, with local Zambians. Until that company can, these businesses that are in agriculture... Uh, if they are big enough, they can grow enough crops to export. They can grow enough avocado to export to America and all this. With the power and the money and the resources and the connections of the government, if the government divorces itself, we'll be doing it in little bits and we'll never get anywhere. Agriculture in almost every developed country, if not all of them, is heavily subsidized and they are helped out by the government. So you can't yeah. think in Zambia you're going to let them survive on their own and they'll just miraculously do well. That's, that's mm. ridiculous. We are not serious about what we're trying to do. It's true. Lakasonde, I want you to finish this in the few minutes remaining by how the diaspora, we need to get engaged in the whole process of mm. national governance and economic development. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's... It's come to 
almost our attention, even out of our own experiences, that some of our finest colleagues that were with us, that we grew up, usually aspire to go abroad and check on the greener pastures. I'm not in the diaspora, not because I didn't try. I tried probably, I didn't just get the fortunes that my friends had. But a lot of our fine people have found themselves in the diaspora. And this goes on to explain that some of uh, most, I don't know what I can say, but most of our fine brains have actually left. They are pursuing that trade there. But we know for a fact, out of our conversations, last week, uh, about a month ago, I sent out a questionnaire asking mm. people in the diaspora, what would you want to see happen in Zambia so that you are part of the process of building this country? Because there's no place like home. I've been out there, but not for long like most of you out there. But I knew I had a feeling that I belonged somewhere apart from where I was. So we would want to give opportunity to people who are in the diaspora, not to be seen as Varia, but to see going out there as an extension of our own selves here. Not want to worry about no People wanting to see how you come back when you're in the diaspora. They want to compete with you when they build here. They instead of seeing themselves lucky that they have somebody who's a bridge between us here and out there. So mm-hmm. out of experience, most of the projects that I've worked on, which have been successful, I've done them in collaborations with my friends who are in the U.S. who have been who are in Canada. So I've personally I've come to learn that the resource that is in the diaspora should be engaged beyond on personal level, but it should, be, it should be planned for as part of our policy for our people in the diaspora. We look at the diaspora as being our 11th province. We have got 10 provinces, but to plan for the people out there, to you people out there as the 11th province, we should even be working towards creating a way. How do you vote? If people can fight for prisoners to start voting, what about you? You are still Zambians like all of us. So why should you not enjoy? So we should have seriously worked on for you to have even been voting because we should not deprive, we should not disfranchise you because of distance. So when you are there, we know you are missing out on some opportunities that are here we are getting. So as economic freedom fighters, we are looking at creating a policy. It is still at its infancy. That's where we are bringing it to your attention so that we can be having feedback where we are mm-hmm. looking at enriching you with a space in this country. Even when you are not here, you have access to land. You know, land is given for free in Zambia. And for one, they give the advertised land, and they call it empowerment and resettlement schemes. Those privileges should be extended to you, not in the framework of the people that are here, because people who are here have got easy access. But there should be land that should be allocated specifically for those people in the diaspora who want to come back, those who want to be doing something here, there is enough land and people are being given free land apart from the land for selling. So we should have mm. a policy, not a whimsical uh, approach where somebody wakes up and says, no, there's some land. No. Land which should be allocated in almost all districts. No, this is the one for people in the diaspora when they want to come. If they want you to be paying something, so shall it be. But let there be a deliberate policy to make these things available because land is beyond symbolic. It is something mm-hmm. that shows ownership. So as economic freedom fighters, we are pushing an agenda where there should be land reserved. So that even when somebody in diaspora wants to come back, they don't have to start from scratch, but they should feel the incentive of coming back. 
Yeah, you know, it's true. There are some exemptions which we know are, are existing, like when you are returning from the diaspora, they allow you to exempt you from paying the food tax, for instance, on automobiles, on cars. This can be extended beyond cars to other more productive infrastructure. We can have like those who are bringing machinery for infrastructure for manufacturing, those who are trying to set up companies as, who are Zambian should not be treated like the same way they would treat a Chinese trying to set up a company who is in the diaspora. There should be exemptions for those who are promoting science and technology because we are lagging far behind in technology. We have got cobalt here. People are coming to get our cobalt, targeting our manganese, making batteries in laptops and phones. When those companies, if they had been set up here, would benefit, and we know out there, I hear stories of some of the finest doing people out there who are Zambians. Mm. I hear finest engineers, finest doctors. Oh, yes. I was talking to a colleague of mine who's in the construction industry, who's finest out there. And here, you should know that that fine that is out there, that is a fine that God gave Zambia. Mm. And I appreciate that that's such a one is Zambian. That's then, true. There are issues of creating uh, companies, we need to create uh, hubs for people to be given a privilege, enable Zambians in the diaspora to retire in Zambia. We have got initiatives like pension schemes, which take care of social security. We should create a framework where, as long as people are working there, we create means in which they can be even uh, having their pension being deposited here in Zambia so that their social security is taken care of, they can retire and in Zambia find a package. Very quickly, let me, let, let me ask you this one as we yes. conclude. Next, this year is election year. Yes, please. Uh, what is the EFF's uh, position on the, this year's election? Very quickly. This year, we are standing as the Colonial Freedom Fighters. We are fielding as much candidates as we can so that we start infusing this perception of having fresh minds. We, we are tired of recycling people who keep bringing the same ideas that haven't worked. So as the freedom fighters, we are standing in 2021 and we are moving strongly to make sure that we usher in a kind of leadership that will develop this country. And mm, we are demonstrating excellent. that by trying to bring in a new crop of people that are exposed and that are willing to do something new. All right. Yeah, yes. we have a few yes. seconds remaining okay. quickly. Uh, uh, for, 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 very quick. Alright. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to be with thank us. You. We have run out of time. Uh, next week, we'll be having Mr. Frankie Mutubila. He'll be talking about 50 years of his broadcasting career. Thank you. Let's all call back in. Thank you so much, Panasha.